0: Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. This is our midweek show. We're calling it the Pick 6 Midweek Show, for lack of a better word, where we're going to go over six topics that we pull out of the uh, the week that we just left and gets us in transition to the week ahead. And uh, welcome in, Keith. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. Um, yeah, Pick 6. This is a, a new little... Segment idea that we're going to try with. And if it becomes something that the Seattle quarterbacks end up doing a lot, we'll have to change the name. um But with Russell Wilson yeah. and the way he played and the way the offense was designed by Shane Waldron, I don't expect it to be a thing.
0: But I'm just you saying. Know, you can look at it glass half full or glass half empty, <laughs> Keith. And I'm going with the glass half full because I oh, think yeah. the defense is going to generate those turnovers and we're going to get the pick sixes and we're taking it to the house. So that's. It can go either yep. way. Got to be an optimist, man. The way the defense is playing, the way that they started against the, uh, the, the Colts, I'm optimistic. Now, we didn't have uh, interceptions and all that kind of stuff um, because Carson Wentz kind of took care of the ball, even though we had him under pressure constantly. Um, I, I think that the way the defense plays, the style that they play, the disruption that they cause and those, all that pressure and those quarterback hits that we had, eventually that's going to pay off, I think,
1: and oh, really well. start
0: to generate some turnovers.
1: No. And, and I agree. And uh, I mean, Wentz did a great job of taking care of the football. I mean, the CX pressured him and hit him and, and all those things. And he never really, you know, made the big mistake or, or, or took the big risk. He was really careful with trying not to turn the ball over, but the defense the defensive line did its job and got the pressure and they're going to play quarterbacks that are not going to handle the pressure as well as Carson Wentz did.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So let's start the show with uh, just kind of catching you up on some injuries. I only have three here. Um, D. Eskridge and Penny Hart are both in concussion protocol mm-hmm. that hit on, um, on DS Gridge was kind of eh, borderline to me. I thought the guy came kind of came in a little high um, where yeah, uh, Eskridge was, was already long. kind of held up. Well, he was kind of being held up in the air. And then the other guy came in. It was kind of a tag team effort. And I just, I didn't appreciate that. He could have easily just kind of shoved him out of bounds, which would have been more appropriate. But he was looking to lay the, the hit on him. And he did and kind of caught Eskridge with with the helmet to helmet a little bit.
1: See, and that's the thing is, is there are times when the, when the receiver starts to go down, on their own before the player gets there and they just can't get low enough to avoid the, he- the he- head And it's to me, that's on the offensive player. And I, I don't think it should be the p- a penalty because they're going down. This wasn't the case here. He was getting held up by another player. He couldn't go down. He couldn't avoid the hit. Um, he also wasn't, he, you know, he was, had kind of reached a point where um, yeah, just a little push out of bounds would have been enough, but he came in with the head to hit um, hit uh, Eskridge's head. It just—I didn't appreciate it. I thought it was—I I didn't appreciate it either. Head. In
0: fact, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a fine for that. Yeah, yet. he should. Um, and then Penny Hard. I didn't see that concussion happen. Um, but Penny Hart on only took uh, like three, two or three handoffs, and that was about it. Or or pass catches. Which well, one would, do you know?
1: He he didn't have. Um, he didn't have anything. Meters. No, oh, okay. he he it was uh for him like he got hurt. I think it was on the opening kickoff.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't um, even see it. So I I wasn't paying attention. So. And then um Rashad Penny. Um we can talk about that a little bit. <laughs> you you sounded a little disgusted there. It's going to take a little bit of time to figure out what the return will be on that, according I'm to Carol? That's a quote. I'm
1: sorry. Was that sigh um, that noticeable uh, through the microphone? That was a here? CJ
0: pro size sigh. If I ever saw one. Oh
1: God. Um, I mean, like, he, the thing is, he was kind of banged up in the you know the week before, and he got in there to play, but he made it through like two plays, and then you know pulled that had that calf injury is what we thought it was, but now they're saying it might not be, and it might be something that's a little longer. And I made the yeah. point during, like, during, the, if he was healthy this week, um, they should have traded him to Baltimore, who is desperate for a running back during the 15th.
0: Keith, I lost your vocal again. Um, yeah, no doubt. They should have traded him, but they didn't. And they held on to him. Now it's going to be uh, Pete Carroll. Came in and basically said, "Unfortunately, it takes him a couple of weeks. Then we'll have to figure out how to handle that." Which means he's talking about IR, of course. Um, and so uh, when you put Penny on IR, you know that kind of really takes away his uh, uh, ability to have any sort of value on the on the trade market, and it's just not a great great thing. It wouldn't surprise me if they create some sort of release. Um, and and pay him to to go away at this point because especially if Collins comes in in his stead and and does what we believe that Collins should be doing which is being available a and when he's <laughs> when he's in there he's very effective and so um i would imagine that that'll be the tandem this team runs with going forward
1: yeah i mean uh there's all and then there's also dj dallas who only had one run but it went for 5 yards and you, the the just explosive nature of him and his ability to accelerate um, really quickly definitely is exciting. And I, I'm intrigued to see him more. Um, but yeah, and Collins is the other one. You're right. I, I don't see the, him being released there, but they may stick him on IR and just be like, you know what? You're there for the, till the end of the year and then go find yourself another team.
0: I mean, they could pull him back. I mean, he would be eligible to come back. Um, so if they needed him mm-hmm. and he was healthy. They would definitely bring him back, but my goodness, I, I just, I feel for the guy because it's not like it's in his control. I'm sure he's doing everything that he can to be healthy. I'm sure he's taking the advice of all the trainers, the stretching, the working out, the getting strong, all that kind of stuff. And it's just one of those things. I mean, he was healthy throughout his entire career. Um, in college and was highly used. I mean, he had six, seven hundred yard uh, carries in the last two years, um, and and he was available for every play, every game. Yeah. And we had Nick Chubb sitting there, and we had Rashad Penny sitting there in the draft, and they wanted to go running back first round. And it was, I, I can guarantee you, it was going to be one of those two players. And they went cool. with the guy that they felt had the better medical check. Yeah. Rashad Penny and 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 was a dynamic runner in his own right in college yeah, at I mean, that both, level but- both
1: of them were good good prospects coming out of you know out of college um Chubb maybe a little higher if um in terms of his film because he he looked just as good but against better competition but he had that bad knee and the medical checks were like eh, we don't know and whereas Penny was like just Never hurt the coaches went on about how you know he played his entire college career, never missed a practice, never missed anything. Um, and so the CX went with a healthier guy, and then they got to the pros and it's like they swapped bodies because uh Penny just mm. cannot stay healthy. And you know, Chubb's been fine, he's been great. So it's just it is what it is.
0: So today's show is. uh, You
1: did. You did miss one injury. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. uh, CJ pro size. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, just kidding. Um, Um. That was no, that's um, no, I I was just making a Rashad Penny joke. No, Ethan Posick uh, is sprained his knee. So they, they started fuller, fuller
0: lost you again on the on the vocal keith so uh, just to finish your thought on posic posic was in for 25 percent of the snaps came out uh fuller came um came back in and uh, played 75 percent of the snaps and actually looked really good and it, it definitely would not surprise me if the team elects to go um with fuller um, going forward, because I just think that he's going to be a better player, more reliable. And it looks like he's kind of fitting into the offense. What do you think about Fuller, Keith?
1: You know, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a huge fan. Um, I just don't see him as an elite player. I think that he keeps wanting to be and, you know, tries real hard, but he just continues to struggle and, um, is just doesn't have that ability to hold up at the point of attack. I think Aaron Donald's going to just eat him mm-hmm. alive. Yeah. Um, I don't this, even
0: want to talk about that at this point. <laughs> yeah.
1: At, at, at this point, um, you know, I mean, post is just not a guy that's staying healthy. His whole pro career has been, except you know, for most, last year has been, well, even last year, he picked up some injuries and missed some time. And, and when he came back, he wasn't as good because he was banged up and it's just a,
0: it's just okay, a so let me ask you this i just thought popped into my brain so what if what if lewis moves back over to center and we find another left guard is there anybody on the roster that could do that
1: no see what i think is going to happen first is that shepley is gonna um take over at center uh he's now the with um Procise out uh not process Posic out. Now, now that time I did it on accident. Um, no, with with Posick out, Shepley becomes the backup. They brought him in. Don't you worry about that
0: just, just from the lack of experience and the size? I mean, Shepley's an undersized guy to begin with. Now, granted, he's gonna be athletic and he's gonna he's gonna do really well on these zone
1: yeah. kind of blocking
0: things, but what about a guy like Donald who's not gonna care that Shepley's a great guy moving in space and all that stuff all he needs to do is just basically shove him really hard and disrupt the you know the interior pocket
1: that's not any that's not any uh i mean uh posic was terrible in that same regard and so was fuller so uh, of the three guys shepley i think has the higher ceiling and the team likes him i mean they Gave up on Phil Haynes, who they really liked and is super versatile across the interior of the line because they were they needed to go get Shepley when I think, he was available.
0: Yeah, that's that's somewhat fair, but the team didn't give up on Phil Haynes completely and they needed to to have their um their tackle of the future, the right tackle of the future Cochran or what is who's what's his name, the guy from Cal, um, be on the roster and the, the rookie undrafted guy. And, um, th- that's why I think they went with a guy who was younger with a little bit more upside, and Phil Haynes's been in the in the system now for three years, and they've seen Phil Haynes, and they you know they got him back on the practice squad, but we'll see yeah, but All it right. wasn't
1: it wasn't it was they Phil Haynes made the roster he yes. got cut so that Shipley could come in, yes, um, and so it really was that, and so they they believe in Shipley more as a center than Haynes
0: Um true. But we haven't seen Shepard.
1: Yeah, I just so we'll think see. that we'll I, th- I think we will because I think Fuller is going. I mean, he's he's a backup center. He's not a a guy with starter talent. So at some point they will. Make I'm hopeful.
0: I'm up. hopeful. I'm hopeful. But you and I both know, and we've both seen players added the day after roster cuts, and and last on a roster one or two weeks, and then have another guy come back. In, come back in. Excuse me. Um, you know, to, to fill that void again, it just really depends on how he does in these two or three weeks of the initial being on the roster and if he fits and if the team really sees what they thought they were seeing on film. Um, so today, in this
1: particular case, I, because of Pete Carroll's comment and because of the fact that they love him.
0: Yes. Um, that is, that that is a good sign. That is a good sign. Yep. So the picture six show idea is that, um, Keith and I get together on a text message thread after the game and we decide on six things that we want to talk about midweek show um, that that left us with good impressions uh, from the prior game from the prior week that will help transition us into the to the preview show uh, to, to start the next week and um, so today we're just going to go through the list uh, this isn't a scientific list by any means this is just kind of a what do we feel like talking about list and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Hopefully it goes well. And we kind of keep the segment if it doesn't go well. And if Keith's point proves true and Russell Wilson starts throwing pick sixes, like uh, they're going out of style, we will change the name of this show. Just, (laughs) just so, you know, Um, Russell Wilson, speaking of let's start at the top, Russell Wilson in this um, offense, first game impressions, Keith, uh, to me, he was ultra efficient, had a super high quarterback rating of over 150 this first outing, just had a few incompletions. Um, but otherwise, That's four the touchdowns, touchdowns were just amazing
1: four touchdowns, five incompletions.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, let's talk about Wilson, you know the The entire off the off season, from the the end of the season press conference until about the draft, was all about Russell Wilson and how unhappy he was, and that he just didn't want to be here. And his agent was giving the team a hard time, and and you know listing out cities that if he were to be traded, these are the cities that he would want to go to. To coming full circle after the draft, where the marriage was reconciled between pete carroll and russell wilson they were both saying all the right things and that um shane waldron and and those folks were just getting along great everything was just super so who do you believe russell wilson pete carroll shane waldron the media turns out russell wilson shane waldron on the on the exact same page pete carroll the whole thing it looked really great going out first game and really kind of performing to uh at expectation level or exceeding expectations
1: oh yeah i mean it looked it looked outstanding um i can tell you when i was at camp and just kind of watching um you know things you saw pete carroll joking with russ and you know um russ laughing at him and and you know them high-fiving at times and whatever and I'm like these are not two guys that are pissed at each other or struggling with the relationship or any of that. So, if there was any true animosity at any point, um it was completely gone. Um by the third day of camp. And so, I I think they're in a great place where they are now and as long as the team continues to win and the offense continues to hum, it's not they're not like there's no concerns. It's just everything looks good.
0: So the last year um during this same run so the first five games we were on a historic level as far as the passing um, situation was concerned russell wilson was at the top of the heap on the mvp race um everything was going just great now the defense really was struggling and it sucked and russell wilson was carrying the team there was no doubt about it what's the difference between what's happening right now and what happened that first five games that they gave us a whole bunch of hope last year why should it be any different this year
1: well, I mean, we have to wait and we have to like let this play out because what happened last year was that teams tried to attack Seattle in a particular way that didn't work and it left the wrong people wide open for Wilson to find. Um, the offensive line did enough and Wilson was able to throw a bunch of long bombs to Metcalf and Lockett and, and, and do all those things. And then teams figured out, they're like, okay, so looking at the game tape, let's not do what they did and instead, you know, take away those plays um, and get after Wilson a little bit better. And that happened. And the offense never adapted, never recovered, it never did anything. It just continued to try and run the same plays, but now against a a defensive uh, play call that was set up to stop it. And that's when everything kind of just went downhill for the offense and it became a mess. you know, okay. So now they've got an all new offense. Plays to Wilson's skill sets a little better. It's definitely uh, better designed and better organized, and it's more dynamic. And it, you're forcing them to, you know, defend more of the field. But at some point, you know, teams are going to make adjustment to what Seattle's been doing. And does Waldron do what Schottenheimer couldn't? And that's adapt and continue to tweak and evolve and and say okay you're going to take that away well then that just leaves this other thing open and we're going to get to that instead um and schottenheimer refused to do that he just or didn't he, have the ability or just yeah didn't have didn't know what he was the doing cognitive skills
0: to, to do it um, let's just say and, it out loud
1: <laughs> yeah and so i was
0: i know you're being very nice i i was
1: it. trying to be diplomatic <laughs> and not just call him an idiot well um, let, me, let me
0: let me move uh to a couple things, couple points. Um, Two points, really. The use of play action in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Seahawks ended the the game uh, using play action 41.4% of the time, ranked second in the NFL in the first week. Uh, Pete Carroll had this to say about it. Um, I thought... What we did was phenomenal, man. Understanding the coverages that they were running, understanding their tendencies, the philosophies, all the things that they were trying to do, I thought we capitalized on it. We adjusted to it. We ran the ball the way that we wanted to. It opened up a lot of stuff in play action. We didn't always need to go deep. We went short at times. We went medium at times. I think that's the thing that's really going to help us out because as you go into these next weeks and even into next week, Teams are going to try to stop certain types of plays. But I think what we showed is that it doesn't matter who gets the ball. We're going to try to feed whoever and however, based off what it is that the defenses choose to give us.
1: And I think that is a fan, like, that's a fantastic quote, because that's what we've been asking for out of this offense for, well, let's see, it's been seven years since 2014. Um, and we just haven't done it and they haven't had it and um you know uh bevel's ability to adapt um uh, and adjust dropped off the longer he was here and schottenheimer didn't have it at all so we'll see and i think that the other part i mean this goes into we might as well jump into um point two in our our pick six and that's going to be shane waldren's play design and, and and all of that um they did not force the ball to dk metcalf mm-hmm they, right. uh, They said, you know what? You're going to rotate all the coverage and try and stop him. That just leaves Lockett wide open, or the tight ends, and we're going to go um, to them and and let them be the, the, you know, the guys that that pick up all the yards, and the ball's going to move. And when you adjust to take away Lockett and and or the tight ends, that's just going to leave Metcalf open, and he's going to feast on you later. And all those things happen. And so. Uh, I really liked that. I really thought that you, ha- when you have enough talent, that you can shift away from your best, um, you know, pass catching option because the other guys can also get open if once they roll all the coverage to Metcalf. It just makes life easy, and the teams they can't. Take away everything. There's just too much talent on that yeah.
0: offense. Well, and that, you know, to finish the thoughts we were just talking about as well, Pete continued. He said, I think the best thing that we've learned is just being able to take what the defense gives us. And that's what happened today. And I think two plays that really illustrated that was the blitz pickup that Russell Wilson had on the first touchdown play to lock it. Um, that's not, that wasn't pressing. And that was kind of a throw it up and let's see what happens play. But nonetheless, that was planned. That was, Mm -hmm. that was an identified single coverage situation on Lockett. And, uh, Russ knew that he was going to have to get the ball out quick and just kind of put it up there where only Lockett could get to it. And he did. The other play was the, was, was Lockett again, um, where they really went deep. The only play other than that touchdown, they went to Lockett for that. Um, but it was completely unforced. Lockett ended up being wide open. Um, these are the type of things this is the type of shots that pete was talking about in the off season we need to be more balanced we need to do it this way we need to do it the right way um so that when we're ready we can take those shots we're not forced to take those shots all game because that's really the only place that Schottenheimer knows how to draw up uh we're taking them strategically and Mm -hmm. so that really kind of came out i thought it was awesome and and just frankly the way that the plays were actually designed I thought was just masterful. I really am looking forward to seeing more of that
1: well, and there was a lot of a, a lot of plays where there was yard after or yard after catch um a, like potential um you know Lockett caught that one touchdown and had just scamper down an extra twenty yards into the end zone and and um you know at everett's touchdown he you know, caught it with space in front and of him. Even, that, even his
0: first, his first reception for the the, 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 the picked up the first down I thought was the same sort of, you know, masterful kind of design.
1: Yeah. I really liked, I actually, I, one of the things I really liked was the second drive where, you know, they, the CX marched down the field and got that touchdown and they had four passes to tight end in that drive alone. Um, you know, first one was to Everett, then two to Disley, and then back to Everett how about, for the how touchdown. About the, how
0: about the Disley play where he caught the ball and he just turned oh, God! and he looked just... at the defender and literally just pushed his face away and just said, it was get off me part two mm-hmm. uh from the historic beast mode, uh, beast quake run. Get off me. Um, That was like, get out of my way. You don't even matter. And And then he just turned around and like started running again. I, I totally laughed out loud when I said that was was like, that was awesome.
1: I loved it too. Um, the other thing, like I, um, my wife wasn't looking up at the time. I'm like, like, no, 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 you've got to watch this replay. Um, because he does that. And I'm like, dude, he just told that guy to retire. I'm like, he's like, no, you know what? You just, just retire. You're done. And then ran off on him. Um, and God, that was, that was fun to see, seeing a truly healthy Disney again. Cause you know, last year he just wasn't, mm-hmm. he was playing and he played pretty well, you know, especially as a blocker, but he just moved better in this game than he ever Disney did. Last ran year. 20
0: pass routes this game. He wasn't yeah. just being inside blocking. This guy was actually yep. used uh, all over the field, which is like you said, it was just excellent to see that. So yeah. let's go on to, um, to point number three. Um, and I've lost point number three in my thing, but I think it's pass rush. It's We're the pass, about pass rush. rush, yeah. Yep, so, um, so, outstanding, outstanding. We talked a little bit about this in our, in our post game uh review, but the um, the three sacks, the 10 quarterback hits, the dozen or so pressures beyond that really put Carson Wentz on his heels the entire game, never allowed him to be comfortable at all. Most of those hits, those 10 hits were as he was letting go of the ball. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just a great performance, I thought, overall.
1: Which was one of the things that I found interesting about that is if they were getting pressure against a good offensive line. I mean, you gotta remember that this this is an offensive line that yes, they were missing their left tackle, but the other four members are um guys that are thought of as
0: well Quentin you know, Nelson's all pro and then you know Mark Lewinsky is turned out to be a fine you know yeah, pro. He,
1: once he he decided he wanted to actually care about football which did wasn't the case here but once he left he he did he turned out to be pretty good too i mean the, the their offensive line at least the four guys that are supposed to be starters are they're good and the 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 pass rush did its job it did its job without having to blitz i mean they did blitz here and there but they didn't have to um and it also got the job done when they were playing with three defensive tackles on the field, because they actually went to a bear front where you had, Mm -hmm. um, where you had, you know, Ford, Monet and Woods all on the field at the same time, because they were, they were trying to stop Taylor, which is, you know, the other team's best offensive player. So of course you do that, but when you've got that, that means you're missing other things, right? And to get Puna Ford early and then Monet later, um, just, getting upfield, getting pressure, you know, not letting uh, Wentz be comfortable and giving the the defensive ends an opportunity to get around the corner. Um, that was really promising to see, um, that when you've got your brun stuffers in there, that they're still able to collapse the interior of the pocket. Uh, that's going to be fun.
0: Yeah. Well, and I saw Quentin Nelson early kind of uh, manhandle a couple of our defenders pretty well. And I was like, oh, this could be a long day if those mm-hmm. guys are getting handled this this early in the game. But after that, they really kind of settled in and did a great job. Excuse yeah, that,
1: fir- that first drive um, was a struggle. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, that, that first drive was a struggle, especially, um, you know, watching them keep the ball for nine minutes. But uh, yeah, after that, this, the Seahawks made some adjustments in the way that they attacked um, the gaps around uh, Quentin Nelson. and And they really, like, you know taylor came inside and and basically blocked down so that, so that we could have a twist and someone can get, out, get around the edge and and they did, they did some things to make it so the one the one all pro guard just
0: it was neutralized
1: as, he was wasn't as much of a factor they were able to get stuff through and i think they got him frustrated at times in there because you know the Seahawks were still getting pressure and they were still getting guys through and and once once they started to feel it you could kind of see it. they knew they were getting to the quarterback, and everyone was ready to attack
0: yeah um, I thought one of happened. the most impressive uh rushes the entire game was Taylor coming up with that with that fourth down sack um
1: oh he destroyed yeah Spe- in the fourth speaking quarter, of, speaking about telling someone to retire that right tackle um sorry, dude, but that was that. He- <laughs> I don't even know. Hey, I got, no a, I got a question. I got a question not mess. to talk
0: about another team, but did you see the quote from the lineman uh, from the Titans that was facing Chandler Jones all, all week or all mm-hmm. game? No, uh, in, actually, in that game. So T- Chandler Jones for the Cardinals ended up having five sacks against this yeah. guy. And this guy literally went on Twitter and publicly apologized. <laughs> and he thanked Chandler Jones for for literally dismantling him as a human being uh because it would only make him better uh in the future and i thought that that was just kind of kind of wild but you know carol on the defensive line combination said that um you know they were a product of the versatility on the edge players Uh, he went on to say we've been developing that ability for a while now to see how flexible we can be we've had a number of guys that can do it all uh, we didn't need to see a whole lot of Alton Robinson today, but he's in the mix too. So let's talk about Alton Robinson. He's kind of the odd man out. You've got Heider, May-Oa, uh Rasheem Green is better than we thought he was going to be this year. Uh, and then you've got the interior guys like Monet and, and those guys. Really, Alton Robinson's going to kind of get left out a little bit, at least the early going.
1: He's going to get hit, He's going to get some snaps, uh, but not going to leave him out completely, especially when they sat, Collier is a healthy scratch. Um, just and that's I mean, Collier played well last year, but it's just there's so much talent. And Green for the first time is healthy and and playing like he's healthy. And and
0: let me you know, ask the you 10%. this: is a guy like Robinson or Collier on the market? Collier in combination with like uh Penny to get maybe a corner?
1: Uh I would love to see that. Uh if you can if you can get um Penny and um collier and turn that into uh, a cornerback that's that's got some talent um do it because yeah, i agree you don't, i do you don't need either of those guys i mean collier will get some time nobody stays healthy like the entire uh season they're gonna have guys get banged up and when they do robinson's going to get a lot more snaps because he's like the next man up um and you're also at at that point, and then Collier is going to get get his opportunities too. But the fact that you've got Collier, who is a run-stuffing defensive end, he's a five-tech who's really good at holding that edge um, and doing that, and doesn't generate as much pass rush. Um, there, they were hoping you know move him inside and let him generate it there. But um, as a, as a defensive end, he he doesn't generate much pass rush. This was a game in which their primary focus was to take up take out that um running game and they still didn't play him they still didn't, didn't dress him and that is that's concerning if you um, are lj collier
0: so we've got three more topics to get through and we're already pressing time so let's hustle through these uh chris carson we we had him written down to talk about and then the reason that i had written him down was that um it was just a, a nice affirmation to have Chris Carson back in the fold and watch him run with the authority that he ran, with the physicality and the uh the mental space that he's in, ready to go, signed a you know a smaller deal than he really wanted to. I'm um, absolutely positive coming into the season, cx were able to get him at the at the price that they were wanting to pay, and but having Chris Carson back, especially with Penny being as fragile as he is proving to be, is just invaluable to this team, and um. I, And the way that he ran uh, I thought was the most, one of the most important aspects of the offensive performance overall.
1: Yeah. He just runs hard, runs people over. He's hard to tackle. Um, And I know that people don't like when, you know, we talk about like uh, wearing teams down and that kind of stuff. But I think it's one of those things where when you've got a guy stopped and you've got him like set up to where you can just come in and, and, and get a stop, and instead he runs through you and gains an extra three yards. It's just demoralizing at some point. And at some point, it's just really hard to, um, you know, just continue to deal with those kind of hits and and uh, knowing that he's going to get yards even if you play the
0: play the play right. Defensive backs. Defensive back play overall, I think, really needs to be talked about because we. This is one of the well, if not the largest concern that we had going into this week, going into the season, Especially was where, corner, we were, yeah. where we were, where we were going to be at on the cornerbacks, how they were going to be able to integrate with with the players that are kind of hybrid players that have the opportunity to you know play kind of all over the place. The depth issues that we have there are just really not solidified very well. With Trey Flowers winning that spot, shipping out witherspoon before the season even starts dj reed was injured most of the preseason and just kind of came back right in time to start in this game so a lot of uncertainty how do you think it went
1: actually it went pretty well um i mean reed was in on a bunch of plays um you know flowers actually played pretty well i was trying to to watch him as best i could from the the um broadcast cam because the all 22 wasn't out yet but he his ability to you know be sticky in coverage and 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 those kind of things was really nice to see i think that overall the two of them played well and the fact that they've got amadi and blair who are you know also guys that that came in and in, in the diamond and nickel mm-hmm. packages and there's some rotation going on in there um it allowed it gave them another week, right? So they had all these moving parts and all of these cornerbacks that they just got right as the season was starting. Now they've got another week. They get to... um,
0: Yeah, well, I was going to talk to you about scheme-wise, too, is they, I noticed they played almost exclusively in in cover two, which meant Jamal Adams was back in coverage way more than we saw him last year overall, Mm -hmm. which gives both corners some protection on both sides of the field. What do you think about that as a a factor... maybe it, going forward
1: it does require giving them it gives them more protection over the top but it also gives them responsibilities up at the line of scrimmage because you've got to you know you've got the flat so that whole outside um up near the line of scrimmage that's your area of the zone so, and so the, when
0: have, we were facing a team like the colts it didn't matter as much because of the lack of talent
1: yeah i mean it, you it, I think it worked in terms of you. You gave them the safety help, but then you also gave them extra uh, responsibilities up front by going cover two instead of cover three. And it, it also puts a lot of pressure on Bobby Wagner in the middle of the field. But he well, is and Bobby Jordan Wagner. Brooks
0: too. You yeah. know, in, in a sense, and, and Brooks has proven that I think he's up to the task. Um, you know, and he actually had the, the highest coverage grade, Jordan Brooks. Yeah, that area. is it. A-
1: That doesn't surprise me. He looked looked outstanding.
0: He he did look outstanding, actually. So they held the Colts to 223 yards passing. We talked about Wentz being sacked and pressured and hit and all that kind of stuff, but Wentz actually held up okay for all of that pressure. Didn't throw any interceptions, had a couple touchdowns. I thought the defensive backs holding them to 223 yards, given the fact that we held their running game to, to only 60 yards overall as well, was a great first outing by the defense as a whole i think it really spoke actually to our kind of analysis over the 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 last three months where we've said okay this defense is really going to lean on its pass rush nobody else really kind of recognized that i don't think just how coordinated that is between the front end and the back end of this defense and the way that pete carroll likes to to have it all play off one another and i think this this First outing against this particular offense. I think it worked exactly as they designed it.
1: Yeah. And like I said, it, it get, every week that it works, even if it works just a little bit, but it, it's enough, um, gives them another week of stability as they integrate all these new faces into the defense and, and figure out what they've got. Um, and so, you know, it, if it was going to be bad, this was the week that it was going to be worse. Yeah. Because well, guys- I'm
0: telling you too that the, the you know we held the Colts to 4.7 yards a play, and you mentioned yeah. this in the in the in the first uh, show of the week. Um, that's something that the, the Colts only allowed that to happen to them three times last year. I mean, this yeah. is a pretty decent offense, and once it's not a bad guy. Okay. The last thing that we're going to talk about, and we're going to try to cruise through this pretty quick, is the offensive line play um not a lot of uncertainty there but we had the post injury in this last game fuller came in played 75 percent of the snaps uh lewis changed sides
1: this
0: yeah lewis changed sides uh to the left guard this year uh shell was back in there for the first time almost everyone on the line seeing action for the first time this Mm -hmm. year so far how do you think they held up against a pretty solid defensive front Uh, including including deforest buckner by the way
1: yeah i mean DeForest Buckner is a very good player. Let's not, you know, don't, don't let anyone convince you otherwise. He is a very good player. I thought this team held up pretty well, except for its center. Um, Fuller they got did, the start. They
0: did allow three legit sacks and then one taken by Wilson. But other than that, not a lot of yeah bad play.
1: Um, Fuller looked terrible. Uh, or no, well, he looked he looked bad, but not terrible. it kind of looked terrible. Do you like, think when you're they-
0: being a little too hard on him? No, I'm just asking like, seriously,
1: um, I just, uh, he, when, so w- when there was pressure given up, it was coming up the middle, it wasn't coming around the edge. It wasn't, well, DeForest the Buckner or, is
0: a player, dude. I mean, he's probably the second, he'd probably be the number two defensive tackle that I would want on my team other than Jeff Aaron Adam, Donald, Aaron Donald, yeah. really, I mean, truly.
1: I mean, on I I could give you that. I mean, that's he's a he's a guy that's he's just good. So um, I'll give you that. But um, they they just struggled in the middle. Fuller didn't didn't hold up well against that. They brought in Posick um, at one point, and he looked worse. And then he got hurt. They brought Fuller back in, um, and he continued to struggle. Um, so I, I'm concerned at center, but the other four guys looked good. I mean, Dwayne Brown didn't practice. During the preseason and training camp, but then he got in, and you can tell he was ready mentally and physically to come in and play. He looked, he played well. Um, the two guards played well. It was nice to see, um, Wilson have some extra help up the middle. And you know, they even Shell played well, um, mm-hmm. on, on the right side. So
0: I thought the pressure they did give up in the sacks was more miscommunication than missed assignment, missed, uh, you know, just bad play, just individual. Bad yeah
1: yeah so I, I i was pleased i mean like i said this is a good defensive line um and i thought overall they played pretty well so i think that they need to um see if they can give uh fuller a little bit more help at center and and you know make it a little easier on him uh but other than that they played the, I was happy with the offensive line play. I mean, look, the run, five and a half yards per, per rush. And Wilson had a lot of time and yeah, sure. He was set three times, but none of them were that he can't even get to the top of his drop before he's already getting crushed. Like that's happened, you know, in the past, um, they were ones where he dropped back and there's nothing there, nothing there. And then he goes down.
0: Um and they, and they were in, intermittent. I mean, you know, yeah. in addition right to those, away. in addition to those three sacks or whatever that he took, now he took one where he slid down uh, on purpose, but um, there were not a lot of pressures. There yeah, were not had- a lot of hits. So those were fairly isolated in and of themselves. I just mm-hmm. thought it was a pretty decent performance overall. So I think we're going to head out of here. Um, yep. We've got another show at the end of the week uh, where we're going to preview the Tennessee Titans visiting the Seattle Seahawks this coming Sunday should be a great game. The Titans fell to the Cardinals in their first home game of the season. Card- Cardinals basically just had almost one of the games of the week. If I'm going to yeah. be completely honest, um, the Titans is a team that's bad. <laughs> yeah, Titans look bad and, but they're supposed to take that division after playing the, the, the Indianapolis Colts. It'll be a real interesting way to compare both teams. Um, and, and another game that I was shocked with just briefly was the um, Green Bay Packers loss against mm-hmm. the uh, New Orleans Saints in Jacksonville. Um, that game, I watched that game and oh my gosh, did Rodgers look really bad. Like he looked completely discombobulated, didn't like to, didn't wanna be there, was ineffective the entire, uh, I and more to the point, the new orleans saints defense looked stellar I, like their yep. defensive line and stuff i was shocked like i was and, not expecting them to show up
1: no they looked great um and the packers are i think the packers are in trouble because um rodgers looked disinterested at times and after this off season it it might be a thing um but one of the and things- i don't
0: even know who wants that division now at this point
1: uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> then the, that whole division is everyone. Everyone in that division lost everyone yeah. in the NFC West um, won. But I will, I, I do want it since you brought up that game. I want to say Jameis Winston looked great, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he did. He did. He and did told, look great.
1: I told you he's got the physical talent. He has questionable decision makings, but Sean and that Payton, still needs to
0: play out though.
1: Sean Payton is going to make him a better player by making it easier mentally. In terms of what he has to do, and they're gonna they're gonna take advantage of his arm talent. I think it's a good matchup. He's still Jameis Winston. That, that, is, some, that picks, remains but...
0: to be seen. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm gonna see uh, New Orleans in the playoffs. I'm just saying they beat they beat the Green Bay Packers. The Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers that wasn't even a game. wasn't even close. It was just yeah. dismantling. So, any hoodaloo. Let's get out of here. Let's get back uh, at the end of the week, and we'll talk some more Seahawks football. We'll set up that game for you coming up. Um, it's great talking to you, Keith. Always, Always. enjoy enjoy it uh, to the max. So find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at NW Seahawk. The show is Hawks Playbook on Twitter. SeahawksPlaybook.com has all of the stuff that you like to see in one spot. You can also find us on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Three shows a week coming at you this uh, this season, so you don't want to miss a single one. Each one of them is coming in half hour format or so. If you look at the clock on your player, you're going to see this one coming in a little long. We'll try to make sure that we uh, we we stick to the the shorter shows though as we yep. go forward. So we'll
1: tighten this up.
0: Yep, eventually. So until next time, man. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at NFL, And the show is at HawksPlaybook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.